Hey, good morning, everyone. We're so thankful that you've come out with us today to worship, and I pray that you guys would just stand up, have a good time, and uh, worship with us.
right, give the Lord a hand. All right, you guys can be seated. Good morning. It's so good to see you guys. Happy Sunday. So thankful that you are here. I'm thankful for Jesus. I love that song. We are blessed, and he has given, uh, given us and provided for us every single step of the way. In the good and in the bad, he is there for us, and we can say, blessed be the name above all names, King Jesus. I'm so thankful for him and salvation, and I'm thankful for you. We're so glad that you're here. We're so glad that you're joining us uh, this morning, whether you're here in person or online. We want to say hello to you guys. Uh, thank you for tuning in, uh, but we're so thankful for you guys, and I know God has an amazing Sunday here for us. Uh, so I'm going to invite you all to stand, uh, get your exercise in this morning, and uh, we're going to pray and ask God to bless our services, all right? Bow with me if you will. Lord, I love you, and again, thank you for bringing us all back together. Your kids, God, um, we're here, and we're so thankful that we're able to be here today. Lord, I know there's a lot of craziness going on in the world right now, a lot of uncertainty, a lot of uh, difficult times, but God, there's one thing that is consistent, and that is your stability that we can find in you, and so thankful for that. Today, we can meet here, and we can praise. We can put everything off to the side, and we can lift up your name, and we can be thankful for all that you've done for us, God. Lord, I just pray for our church people right now. I know there's a lot of people hurting and sick. I just want to offer this special time uh, for them in prayer as you just be with all of our needs. Um, heal us, God. Heal our people and give them comfort and give them peace. Lord, the service today, we know it's going to be awesome. I'm so thankful for Brother Jason. I ask that you just give him the words to speak and, and the message uh, becomes clear to us what we need to do to grow and develop and become followers of you, God. We love you. Again, thank you for bringing us together today. In your name, amen. Remain standing. Let's continue to sing.
our hearts are so heavy because this nation has got, it seemed like a time of trial. And Lord, we want to just give you the praise and the honor because we know that you win, that we win. We know that, Lord, you are our Savior. You shed your blood for our sin. You gave your life for us. And we are here to praise you and give you the glory and the honor and all of everything that we've got. Lord, we want to lay it on the altar this morning. And we want to just say, please help us through all this. And we know that you will. So give us the strength and the power and the glory that you will deliver us, that you will lead us, and you will give brother uh, him the words that you have to say this morning. Lord, give us the words. Give us the words of encouragement. Give us the words of love. Lord, and if there's lost here, Lord, that needs you close to their life, Lord, help them not to leave before they have courage to know you as their Savior. In Jesus' name I ask thee. Amen. Give it up for the praise band. <clears throat> Come on. I said give it up for them. Give it up. That's one more hand clap. Come on. <clears throat> if you're here this morning, let me hear it from you. Give me a hand clap. Are you here? <clears throat> give me a praise the Lord. <clears throat> All right. All right. We're getting there. Welcome. How we doing? We're so glad that you're here. Thanks for joining us live, if you're live, or if you're on Facebook live. Uh, we are glad that you're here. We're going to worship the Lord together. Uh, what a great day to be in his house. Larry and Chrissy, married couple, riding an ATV across a frozen lake, when suddenly Larry hears a crack, the ice breaks, the ATV goes down, taking them with it into the icy water. Fortunately, they did not go under the ice because that's when you're in deep trouble. They were able to stay with their heads above water. But no matter how hard they tried, they could not get a grip onto the icy surface to pull themselves out of the water. They are stuck in an icy grave. Now, I've never been in that situation, but I remember as a kid, we'd go pheasant hunting in Kansas, and they have some cold winters in Kansas. And so where we would hunt, there was often be lakes and the ice would be about that thick. And we're like, that's probably good enough to hold us. So we would take off across there, you know, because it's a shortcut. Instead of walking all the way around the lake to get to your hunting spot, just cut across it. Sounds good, right? And sometimes though, I mean, you're walking across there and literally I remember that the ice would, it would move, it would shift and you could hear it pop and crack, and then it would just echo between the ice and the water, and you could hear this echo go across the lake, and it would be like this. Wasn't that cool? Did you like that sound? I've been practicing all, all morning. It was scary, and I thought, man, I would not want to go into this water. Fortunately, the ice never broke, okay? It, it didn't hold us, but it didn't work out so good for this couple. But let me ask you guys today, have you ever found yourself trapped in a hole, 
powerless to get out. Well, I think if we're honest, we all get there from time to time, and it really starts right here in our mind. This is the trap that I'm talking about. I'm no psychologist, but sometimes I can be a head case, okay? <laughs> and I think if we're honest, we can all fall into that category. Sometimes, right here, we're our own worst enemy. Are you with me? Can I get an amen in the house? I Raise your hand. How many of you have ever found yourself in a bad situation, trapped because of your own stupidity? Just raise your hand. Be proud. <laughs> raise them up. Yes, hands going up all across the, the house. Don't really be proud about it. Thank you, Brother Ronnie, for catching that. Listen, guys, a, a, a way that we often get trapped is in the mind. And we can easily find ourselves falling into a rut, a pattern of being in a bad mood. Have any of y'all just ever found yourselves in a bad mood? Yeah, you bet. We've all been there, right? And it's so easy to get stuck there. And it's like being in that icy water and you're trying to get a handhold. You're trying to get a fingernail grip on that ice and pull yourself out, but you can't. You feel like you're stuck and there's no way out. Well, I'm so excited to preach this sermon to you today. Uh, a pastor that Joy and I follow uh, <clears throat> on a podcast, him and his wife, it's, uh, his name is Levi Lusco. And he, he pastors Fresh Life Church in Montana. Man, you'll, you'll hear him on the radio if you listen to some of the Christian radio stations. He'll have little blurbs in there where he's preaching. And he's a powerful preacher. And he wrote this book, and it's called I Declare War. Winning the battle within yourself. So I'm going to share some truths uh, today from Scripture, but a lot of excerpts from his book, from his podcast, that that uh, I think apply so greatly to each and every one of us. Because you know, maybe you can identify with this. Levi says it like this. Levi says, "I have this alter ego, and sometimes I find myself being held hostage." by a version of myself that I don't want to be. Now, that's pretty good, isn't it? Have you ever been there? And, you know, it's easy to fall into a bad mood, isn't it? Have you ever noticed? You don't really have to do much to fall into a bad mood. You just start thinking wrong. And, and if you start thinking negative thoughts, before you know it, man, you're stuck, aren't you? You're in a bad mood. How many of us, we replay a conversation over and over and over in our head, huh? What good does that do? You know, I, I'm the world's worst. You know, I really am a rehasher, aren't I? I mean, truly. And, you know, so I'm being real with you all, but that, that's something I struggle with. And when we do that, guys, it just keeps us in a bad mood. You know, and that's where Satan wants us to be. Satan loves us to be in that state where we're just like stuck. And he's like, man, you're there. You, there's no way out. And Satan wants us to just stay in that state of mind where we're depressed and we're, we're thinking about negative things. But listen, listen to this. A bad mood, did you know it exists only in your mind? There's no bad mood cloud that just comes and follows you and rains down on you. Okay, now bad things can happen. Circumstances can happen in a day that can rock our world. I'm not talking about that. What we're talking about today is the power right here. Okay, the power of this mind. So, here's the deal. We can't live right if we don't think right. But guys, make no mistake about this. Satan cannot make you sin. Now, he can tempt you. He's really good at that. But Satan's not the one that causes you to sin. So, 
you know, get that in your mind. God makes a way of escape for every temptation. Do you believe that today? Yes. Truly, God makes a way of escape for every temptation. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. I love that scripture. God makes an off-ramp. So guys, if you're online, you're on the computer, something pops up on the screen you don't need to see, shut it down. If there's an app that is causing you to stumble, delete it off your phone. Get out of there. Run like Joseph. Are you with me? Let's be real, guys. The temptation's out there. we got to get away. God makes a way of escape. But sometimes there's a version of ourselves that we just don't want to be. Are you with me? Here's the deal. Nobody knows you better than you except for God because he made you. So study, okay, this sounds weird, but study your brain. And figure out what triggers you, what puts you in, in a funk that you don't need to be in. And figure out the triggers. Because, listen, when a bad mood starts settling over you, we know it's easy to get there. But when that bad mood's over you, you can look over and say, man, there's where I want to be. I don't want to be here. I want to be over there. But it's hard to get to sometimes. It's hard to get out of the bad mood. Are you with me? Am I the only one? I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I'm the only one here. All right? I hope I'm connecting with you. Listen, if we do nothing, a bad mood just happens. It's easy. It's so easy. If you want to get where you need to be, it's going to take some work to roll up your sleeves and get to work. Hey, it's easy to be cranky and selfish and negative and critical and entitled and a jerk. Right? Now, I'm talking about me, okay? I'm not talking about you. You know, if it applies, if the shoe fits, then wear it, okay? But it's for all of us. It's hard to get where we want to be, and it's so easy to get where we don't want to be. And the Apostle Paul, he talks about this, doesn't he? Paul says this, I don't do the things I want to do. And then, right? He said, I don't do the things I want to do, and then I do the things that I don't want to do. Wow, why is that? Anybody relating to that? Now, the Apostle Paul, he's no lightweight when it comes to the Word, when it comes to spiritual matters. I mean, the man only wrote 13 out of 27 books in the New Testament. Not bad. You know, he only got to go visit heaven for a day before he even died. You know, casual trip, day trip, we'll go to heaven. He did. It's in 2 Corinthians 12. Read it. We're not going to read it today. I don't have time, but Paul says, I knew a man. And he got to go to heaven. Whether in person or in spirit, I don't know. But I'm not going to say who he was because you know, I'm not bragging, but I know this man. I'm not going to mention his name. Well, okay, it was me. It was Paul. He, he got to go to heaven. He talks about this. So here's this spiritual giant. And yet we see him struggling. So we're like, oh great. Is there any hope for me? I mean, if Paul struggled, what about me? Well guys, guess what? We're all in it together. We're, they're, they're, we're, we all find ourselves stuck in these moments where mentally we're not where we need to be. And Satan's like, man, he wants to keep you there. You're having a bad day, Satan says, so just throw in the towel. This day's over, man. Just do what you want to do. But here's the deal. That's a lie from Satan. You can have a bad moment. You can make a bad decision, okay? You can have something that doesn't go your way, but it doesn't mean that the day's over. It doesn't mean that everything's ruined. Let me, let me give you an example. 
I think maybe you guys can relate to this. Say, you're on a healthy eating kick. Ah, do we have to go there? And say, maybe you fell off the wagon and you had pizza buffet for lunch, okay? So good. Who loves pizza, right? How can you not? And then for supper, like you're like, well, you know, I was going to eat healthy, but since I already messed up at lunch, I'll just have a cupcake for dessert. Sounds logical, right? A little justification. Let me tell you what happened last night. True story. So, uh, got to do a wedding for Miss Gail, Amra Trevino and Michael Nicholson. So, Amra grew up in Kavanaugh since she was like four years old. It's a great wedding. Uh, the weekend before I got to do a wedding for Olivia Caldwell and her husband Jacob, they, uh, she also grew up in our church. So, joy these kids. They were kids. I still think they're kids. I guess they're not. But they grew up in our church, and we watched them grow up. So that means I'm getting older, not joy, <clears throat> not just me. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm getting maturing, right? That's the way we're going to say it. Let me take a detour for just for a second. I won't stay here too long, but this, this is worthy of sharing. Okay, are y'all with, with me? Okay, so Michael, he is a huge Star Wars fan. Huge Star Wars fan. Yes, Star Wars. All right, so Michael, uh, he said, for, for the wedding, I'm making your boutonniere. So now I normally don't say boutonnieres. No offense if I've done your wedding and I don't have the boutonniere. But can, I don't know if y'all can see this. Nathan, who is on this boutonniere? Master Yoda. I have a baby Yoda on my boutonniere. That may not mean anything to you, but guys, that's cool, all right? The groom, Michael, he was Darth Vader, all right? And the groomsmen were stormtroopers. He walked in to the Imperial March, which is, you know, when Darth Vader, whenever you see Darth Vader, it, that's the song that he walked into. I mean, this is awesome, you know? I'm like, I'm, I'm just grinning, aren't I? I couldn't keep a straight face, man. It was so cool. So... This wedding, it was amazing. So, like, in the wedding, man, you know, we're going, and uh, I tell Amber, listen, you're going to have to watch Star Wars, you know, with Michael because it's important to him. So, you know, I, I wove that in there. Michael, you know, I, he, he'd slip me a little money to say that, you know, in the ceremony. <clears throat> so the wedding was phenomenal. We had fun. It was a fun wedding, wasn't it? Uh, super excited for him. But then, okay, but then, this story is not over. It gets better. We get a little menu, and we're looking, you know, and they have dessert menu, didn't they? And I was having to hold Joy back from that dessert. <clears throat> now, I don't eat a lot of dessert anymore. I have a major sweet tooth, as you all know. But I'm like, hey, Thanksgiving's coming. I'm saving it up. But then, but then, Braxton, I saw it. On the menu, guys, listen. This is the truth. It doesn't sound like I'm going to... What I'm about to say, you will probably... Not think it's true. But Carson's, y'all vouch for me. You were there. Maple bacon cupcakes. Who knew? Who, who has ever heard of a maple bacon cupcake? Let me see your hand if you have. I didn't know it existed. I really did. 47 years old, I had no idea. I'm like, forget healthy eating. I am, I am throwing down a maple bacon cupcake. Thank you, Lord, that you gave Peter that vision that we can eat bacon, okay? 
I was so glad. So I'm like, I'm chowing down. I get my cupcake. Joy's not looking. I'm like, inhale it. One chomp like a hound dog. Whew. Guys, there was a slab of bacon on top of the icing. A slab of bacon on the icing. Then when you get into the cupcake, Brent, there, there are bacon bits all through it. It was unbelievable. Unbelievable. And uh, Nate Dog, our youth pastor, I look over, he's, got, he's eating his sixth one. Now, <clears throat> he says he only had three, but I, I think he made a lot more trips than that. Like, I'm done. One little cupcake. One little one's not going to hurt me, Joy. One little one. Here he comes with two and sets one on my plate. I'm like, well, I can't waste this little angel, you know, from above. <laughs> That's like, man, I got to eat it. So I threw it down. So at, at that point... You know, do I get up this morning then and say, well, I blew it. Do I just go ahead and eat whatever I want for breakfast? I was going to, I had a healthy breakfast plan, so I've fallen off the wagon. Do I just go ahead and, you know, I'll just take the day off. How about the week? How about I just take the month off? Eat whatever I want. Does it work that way, guys? No, but listen to me. That's how Satan works. He wants you just to think, dude, you messed up. Dude, you're in a bad mood. Man, you're down. This is who you are. And he just wants us to stay there because he, he, he's the liar. He's the father of lies. And he loves to oppress us. Now, Jeremiah says this in Lamentations 3, 22 and 23. God's mercies are made new every morning. Now, we can think about that and we can think, well, does that just mean I only get God's mercy in the morning? Is it just new in the morning? So if I mess up and I cash in that mercy, am I done for the day? That's how Satan wants us to think. Like, hey, dude, you blew it. Just go ahead and take the day off, man. Do whatever you want. Just go ahead and, and, and stay and wallow in your self-pity. It's fine. You stay right there. No, guys, God's mercy replenishes constantly. So if you have a bad moment, if you have a bad minute, listen, you can turn around. You can stop right there and say, God, forgive me for my thought. Lord, I don't want to stay here. Renew me, Lord. Give me new mercy right now. In Jesus' name, you ask and God will give it to you. You don't have to stay down. You don't have to stay in the blues. Now, let me tell you something. Life's not about our feelings. God doesn't really care how you feel. You say, Brother Jason, that sounds so mean. Well, no, think about it. Did Jesus feel like going and dying on the cross? Now, God wants us to have abundant life. He wants us to have joy, but... Guys, it's about commitment. How you feel really doesn't matter, but here's what Satan does. If you don't feel like it, man, don't do it. If you don't feel like going to church or tuning in online, then don't. Just take the day off. If you don't feel like reading your Bible, if you don't feel like praying, don't worry about it. If you don't feel like serving, don't worry about it. Take the day off. I don't feel, maybe you say, well, I don't feel like loving my spouse. Satan's like, it's okay. You don't have to. You know, if you don't feel it, don't worry about it. But guess what, guys? The best things in life are not feelings that are expressed in action. The best things in life are when we act in obedience to God's word, and then we're going to receive blessings, and the, and the good feelings will come at the end. Okay? So here's an example. We're called to serve. Okay? we got to adopt a family coming up. And we could say, man, you know, I'm tired. I don't, I don't feel like going. I don't feel like delivering those gifts. I don't feel like, you know... I think I'll stay home. Or we can say, you know what? I'm tired, but somebody needs to know about Jesus. Man, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm in. 
I'm all in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. If, and then guess what happens? We get involved. Say we go deliver our presents, deliver the meal, share Jesus. What's going to happen? You're going to feel blessed because you help somebody. You share Jesus' love with somebody, right? Are you, does that make sense? Man, I hope I'm making sense today. Listen, guys, the best things in life are in actions of obedience. And then the feelings usually come. So men, choose to love your wives. And when you do that and you act in obedience to the Lord, then those feelings of love, they will develop and grow. And check this out. God is blessed when we pray through times of spiritual dryness. Sometimes we may have some spiritual drought. I mean, there's times, man, you got God all over you, right? You got the Holy Spirit all you know, man. God's just working in your life. You feel it, right? The, the chill bumps, like God's real. But then sometimes, let's be honest, have you ever prayed or read your Bible? Maybe it just you just you weren't feeling it, just didn't, maybe you didn't get a lot out of it that day. I mean, be real. Sometimes that happens. Okay? Why? Well, probably usually it's probably our fault, but you know, that's when you check your heart. But listen. When we pray through it, man, when we say, God, I don't really feel you today, but I'm going to worship you anyway, oh my goodness. Guys, God is blessed by that, and then he will become real in your life. So make a decision that, Lord, I'm going to praise you, I'm going to worship you, even if I don't feel like it. Are you with me? Here, here's an example. Okay, here's an example. We, we hear this a lot of times. Well, I don't feel in love anymore with my spouse. We just, we just fell out of love. What if you fell out of your truck? Do you get a new one? Or what do you do? You get back in it, right? Are you with me? Man, I got a disclaimer. That was not my idea. That, I stole that from Levi Lusco, okay? I ripped it off from him. But what, that's such a good example. I love that. Hey, listen, guys. We get back in. We don't give up. Listen, our fight, our battle happens every day, and it starts right here. So, as grown-ups, all right, we got to avoid adult temper tantrums, okay, <laughs> if something doesn't go our way. Uh, here's the deal. Some of us, if we're feeling down, maybe we want to go, let's spend some money. It's going to make me feel better. Or, you know, I'm going to watch something to numb my feelings. But here's, here's my question today. What do you need to declare war on in your life, in your mind? What is holding you back from the Lord? You know what it is. You know what's tripping you up. So, define it. You see, Satan attacks us, man. He's good at deception, temptation, but make no mistake about it. Sometimes it's just on us. It's bad thinking. It's negative thinking. We're dwelling on things that we shouldn't dwell on. So what do you need to declare war on in your life? First of all, guys, we got to acknowledge there is a war. Christianity is a spiritual battleground. The enemy is warring for your mind. He's warring for your thoughts. He is trying to take you down. But sometimes we sabotage ourselves. We, we're like, I'm going to live for you, Lord. But then we just start replaying the negative things in our life. And we hang on to it. Why? Why do we do that? Why do we hang on to the things that are only bad for us? And we become our own worst enemy. So today, I want you to think about what matters most in your life. Declare war on what's holding you back. And then rely on God's power to help you. Uh, there's a story that Teddy Roosevelt shared at the Battle of San Juan. And he said he was, he was on this fence. There was a little fence, an actual fence. And, and there was a hill. And he knew if they were going to win the battle, they had to take the hill. Because 
there's power when you're on the high ground. You have an advantage when you're higher than the enemy. So he said, we were scared. He said, I didn't feel like crossing that fence. I knew if I stayed on the fence, I would be safe, but we wouldn't win. So he said, I made a decision, and I pressed forward. And he said, when he crossed that fence, something came over him. And, and he couldn't explain it, but he was empowered. And he was, he was invigorated to charge, and he led the charge. And he said later, looking back on it, it was the greatest day of his life. And his fellow soldiers, they said this. They said he became the most glorious soldier they had ever seen. Now, why? what would have happened if he would have just stayed behind the fence safe? Hey, he might not have became president, you know? I thought it was a great story, but listen to this. Don't make excuses because of your past. Don't justify bad decisions in your life. And don't compare yourself to others, you know? Because we can say, well, I'm, I mean... I'm not perfect, but I'm not Hitler. Well, yeah, you're, you're probably not Hitler, you know. But is that our standard of comparison? No, we compare ourselves to who? God, he's our standard of holiness. So here's the deal, guys. We got to make a decision. Are we going to play it safe? Are we just going to keep staying beat down by the enemy? Are we going to let the lies in our mind hold us back? Or like... Teddy Roosevelt, are we going to say, I'm going to step across the line. I declare war. I'm going to battle. I'm charging. I'm taking control of this. So today I'm going to give you uh, three keys to winning the battle within yourself. Okay, that was a super long introduction, but don't worry. These points are quick, all right? But I had to set it up for you. The first thing I want to talk to you about today is to mind your head. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5. It's on the screen. For though we live in the world... We do not wage war as the world does. Did you catch that? The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to what? Demolish strongholds. That's what I'm talking about today, the strongholds in our mind. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And, listen to this part, it's my favorite part, we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. That's powerful. Let's pray. God, we love you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for Jesus being willing, Lord, to leave heaven, to come to this earth and leave the charge and live a perfect life and give himself for our sins. He went into battle for us, Lord. And he conquered the grave. We praise you for the resurrection. Lord, today, would you speak into our hearts? Help us, Lord, as we are in this battle. Help us, God, to focus on you, to live victorious lives. We love you, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Do I have any mechanics in the house? Any mechanics in the house? How about shade tree mechanics? I can tear up a whole lot more than I can fix. And then I call Brent. Hey, dude, I need your help. Man, I got a problem, you know. I thought I could fix it, and I made it worse. But, okay, so mechanics, I'm going to talk to you for a minute, shade tree mechanics. What happened, you know, your, your, your wife's car, the battery's dead. You're going you're gonna to get your jumper cables. You're going you're gonna to get her car started. What happens if you put a negative cable 
where the positive is supposed to be on the battery. What's going to happen when you try to start it? She's going to blow up, right? Guys, you don't put a negative where a positive is supposed to be. Same way for our minds. If we put a negative thought where a positive thought is supposed to be, what's going to happen? Trouble. It's going to short circuit. We're not meant to go there. Now, Paul says this in the verse I read. He said, our weapons are not the world's weapons. We have divine power to demolish strongholds. That means we have God. If you've trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit indwells in you. And that means literally we have the presence and the power of God in our lives to help us make a good decision. We can be overcomers. So we have to control every single thought. What we think about matters. We got to take out the strongholds. We got to get them out of our life. Get those puppies out of there. What's holding you back, man? You take it captive, you give it to God, you rebuke it in Jesus' name, and get it out of there. Take the high ground. So if you're standing up, what's the highest point on your body? Right here, right? Your head. So this is where it starts. This is the high ground. Control the thoughts, and we can have victory. Set your mind on things that are above, Colossians 3, 2 tells us. Listen to this. Negative thinking cannot lead to a positive life. So if you're going to be constantly down and critical and negative, don't expect to be positive. All right? Every thought we have, you know what it's like? It's like getting on a train. Have you ever heard the expression, a train of thought? You know, you know why they call it a train of thought? Because it's going to take you somewhere. So if you're jumping on the negative train... Don't expect to go to a happy destination, all right? If you want to be in a happy place, man, get on the positive train and ride that one. You select your destination. Choose where you want to go. You see, where the head goes, the mind, the body follows. Every thought matters. Okay, do you think the devil knows this? You better believe it. Guys, listen, if you can't control your mind, then you can't control your life. Here's the deal, though. We fall into these habitual patterns. We start thinking wrong, and then we start, we start acting wrong, and pretty soon we've established these, these harmful habits in our lives, and all of a sudden they become our identity. All of a sudden they become our go-to. When things are bad, man, I'll just, I'll just go over here. You know, I know this probably isn't the best thing, but, man, it makes me feel good you know, so I don't have to worry about everything. And all of a sudden we're in this vicious cycle, and we're stuck there. Are you with me? Can anybody relate to that? All right? But listen, here's the deal. It's time that we start starving out fear. We start starving out Satan. We start starving out the negativity in our lives. And instead, we connect to the positive and we start feeding our faith on good things. It's got to be intentional. So, what are you reading and watching before you go to sleep? Who are you allowing to control your mind? You know, here's the deal, guys. God's not just going to do everything for us. We have the Holy Spirit in us, but we got to own up. So many times I've, I've heard you know, people say, well, I don't know why God let me fall into that sin. You know, Guys, it wasn't God. I can tell you that right now. It's on you. Own it. So we can also, on the flip side, say, hey, I'm responsible to live a life that pleases the Lord. So fill your mind with worship. Fill your mind with praise. Fill your mind with the Word of God. Focus on the good things. The second thing I want to talk to you about today is using your words. Okay? So we've talked about our thoughts. Now we're going to talk about what comes from this little thing we call the tongue. Our words. 
and they are powerful. Let's look at 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Is everybody okay? You still got a heartbeat out there. Okay, good. I'm making sure you're with me. Use your words. Rejoice when? Does that say sometimes? Does that say when everything's going your way? Pray what? Give thanks in all. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Use your words. So, Joy and I, we love this movie, Parental Guidance. That's it? Okay. You know, I, I shared this story with the first service. They looked at me like I was from Mars. Not a single person. Maybe you. Have you seen it? Okay. No. Even Nathan. Go watch that movie, okay? you got to have my back when I bring this stuff up, man. So, first service, I mean, I'm on an island. And everybody's looking at me like, I don't know what you're talking about. So, how many of y'all have seen the movie Parental Guidance? Okay, a fabulous. It's, an, it's so hilarious. And it's clean. It's, it's clean. So, there's a scene. I won't run the movie for you, but these grandparents, they don't get to see their grandkids too often. They're a little bit estranged, but... There's kind of a, a moment of de- desperation, and these grandparents are going to take care of their grandkids. They get to watch them. So they're so excited, you know, they're like, this is going to be great. Well, one of their little grandkids, I mean, he's like, uh, if something doesn't go his way, he goes rage monster, okay? And he just starts shaking and turning red and going, ooh. And then, and then his mom's like, honey, use your words. Use your words, pumpkin. You know, use your words. And the grandpa, man, he's reaching for his belt. He's like, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. We'll, we'll straighten this out, you know. Oh, no, we don't spank, we don't spank our kids. So, yeah, hilarious movie. But listen, <laughs> we do need to use our words. We need to use our words. We've talked about positive thinking, but let's talk about our words. And, and Paul lays it out here. Rejoice always. Pray constantly. Give thanks in all circumstances. It's Thanksgiving week. Does that seem like... I said that in the first service, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, I, I must be off, it can't be Thanksgiving week. It is. So, let, hey, we need to be thankful always, in all circumstances. So, right now, more than ever, guys, give thanks to God. Give thanks to God. You say, oh, all this stuff's going on, hey, God's got it. Come on, who is he? Is he all-powerful? All right, he's got it. Give thanks to him. Stay focused. But listen, it is impossible to do those things and remain negative. If we're praising the Lord, if we are rejoicing, if we are giving thanks, if we are praying, then we're not going to stay negative. But listen, if we feed Mr. Negativity, then it's like giving a mouse a cookie. And he's going to want more and more and more. Our words can kill or give life. So don't put a negative where there's supposed to be a positive. How we speak to others, it truly matters. And I, I've told you guys this before. I shared this in the, the wedding yesterday to Michael and Amra, didn't I? In the wedding, I said, Michael, presentation is everything. It's how you say it, bucko, that really matters. And she's going to see right through you. So when Joy and I, we were dating, right before we were going to get married, and she said, presentation is everything. You said that, didn't you? 20 years later, I got it. <laughs> do I always do that perfect? She says, oh, oh me. No, no amen. Yeah, I, I've got, hey, I'm a work in progress, okay? I admit it. But listen, there's no room in this house for a full-time critic. 
And the same applies to your life. You know what's interesting? I want you to think about for a minute. We've been talking about, you know, I think how we're speaking to others, how you might speak to your family, your coworkers, your friends, your spouse. Let's talk about how do we speak to ourselves? Now, don't act like you don't talk to yourself, okay? I've caught some of y'all. I do it too. But you think about this. Sometimes we berate ourselves. Do we not? Oh, I'm so stupid. Why did I do that? Man, loser. I can't do this. Where's that coming from? Hmm? Negative thinking, the enemy. Guys, we talk to ourselves sometimes like we'd not talk to anybody else. Those thoughts ought not to be in our life. Stop talking to yourself that way. Get rid of the negative words. If Jesus is Lord of our life, then guys, he ought to be Lord of our lips. So when we raise our voice, let it be to the Lord. And if you're having a bad day, man, lift your hands in worship and praise the Lord. Guess what? We become like what we worship. So what are you worshiping? What are you focusing on? What's consuming you? That's what you're going to become like. Why is that? Because we're made to worship. We're made for praise. So start your day with some singing and some worship music. Get alone. And if, you're, man, like, if you sing like me, get far, far away from anybody. I get in my truck, crank up the radio. Hey, cut it loose, man. Let it go. Sing to the Lord. Shout it out because these lips are made to glorify Him. So praise the Lord. Are you with me? And listen to this. If you're struggling, man, life's tough, tell somebody about it. Don't just keep it in here. You can't just talk to yourself all the time. That's why we have a church family. If you're going through something, man, let us know. We pray for you. You're not in this battle alone. Satan wants to isolate. And, uh, you know, Joy and I were talking about this the other day, and she said something that stuck with me. Sometimes we need to hear another perspective other than just our own. All right? Good biblical perspective from others. So here's the deal. Lift your voice. Praise God. Talk to Him. If you're struggling, tell somebody about it. There's strength in God's family. And guys, we're not meant to do life alone. Did you know that? We're not, man. We're better together. All right? That's, that's why we have a family here. The final point I want to give you today when we're talking about overcoming this battle, this war within ourselves, is this. Keep showing up. And let me, let me read this scripture, and then I'll explain what I mean by that. 1 Timothy 4, 12 through 16 don't let anyone look down on you because you're young. But set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and teaching. Do not neglect your gift which was given you through the prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. Be diligent in these matters. Give yourself wholly to them so that everyone may see your progress. Now, listen to this. This is the verse I really want you to get a hold of. Okay? Are you looking at it on the screen? You listening? Give me a thumbs up. It's important. Don't miss this. Watch your life and doctrine closely, what you believe. Persevere. Did you see that word? Persevere. That's my favorite word. One of my favorite words in the world. On the count of three, I want you to say, persevere with me. One, two, three. Persevere. Persevere. Ah, thank you. That sounded good. Guys, that's that's a powerful word persevere in them. Listen to this, because if you do, you will save both yourself 
and your hearers. Now, he's not saying that if we persevere in our faith, we're going to save other people. No, he's not saying that. But he is saying if we persevere in our faith, we're going to lead others to Jesus. And he does the saving. We've got to get people to Jesus. But if we quit, if we give up, what about the people that were counting on us? Huh? You with me? So, how many of you guys have one of these? How many of y'all know what this is? Can you see it? Hopefully your eyes are better than mine. This is a multi-purpose tool. It's got pliers. It's got screwdrivers. There's a can opener. My fingers are too big. I can't get all these things out of here. There's a knife blade. Y'all don't even act like you care. <laughs> this is a saw blade, for goodness sake. This is cool. Okay? Our pastor... Our beloved brother Will, he gave these out, men, at Father's Day one year. That, that's huge. The Leatherman. How many of y'all have a, a Leatherman or, or, or a version of it? Okay, so this multi-purpose tool was invented by a man named Tim Leatherman in 1975. He came up with the idea to not just have a knife, not just have pliers, but to have a multi-purpose tool. That's genius. He got a patent for his design, and then they said, now you've got to sell it. Guys, for eight years, he tried to sell his patent. He was rejected 500 times. He was ready to give up on his dream eight years. Nobody would buy into it. He was done, but a friend said, try one more time. Write one more letter. So he wrote Cabela's. Who loves some Cabela's in the house? Yes. He, he wrote Cabela's. They said, we're going to give it a shot. We'll buy $1,000 of your merchandise. Guys, overnight sensation. The Leatherman, the multi-purpose. It started a whole market. Now there's tons of different versions, but it started with Tim Leatherman. That's, that's a phenomenal story, don't you think? What if he would have given up on the dream? He had to persevere eight years of rejection. Here's the deal, guys. Listen to me. Our faith, what you think about, what you say, what you do, it matters. So when I say keep showing up, I'm talking about persevering. we got to watch how we live. we gotta, we got to keep on going for the Lord. And what you do, it doesn't just matter for you. It matters to other people. You are an influencer on other people's lives. You have that in you to lead others to Jesus. So persevere in your battles. It matters. Persevere in your church involvement. Persevere in your worship. Persevere in your private time with the Lord. Persevere in your, in your marriage and in your parenting. Persevere in your job. When you fall, dust yourself off and get back up and keep going and go another round. I want to finish today with the story that I started with about Larry and Chrissy stuck in the icy water. You thought I was going to leave them there, didn't you? Ten minutes, they're treading water. They're freezing. They've got heavy clothes on. Nobody's around. They're, they're about to go under. They're exhausted. And then Larry remembers something in his coat pocket. He reaches in his pocket and he pulls out none other than the Leatherman. He opens up the pliers. He stabs it into the ice. He pulls himself out. He pulls his wife out. They get off their freezing coats and they make it to safety and they live. They got to meet Tim Leatherman. And do you think 
that when he was persevering through those eight years, when he just wanted to give up and he was told no over and over and over, do you think that he ever imagined in his wildest dreams that his invention could save lives? Probably not. But God's application for us, what we do matters. Don't give up on your faith. Persevere. Stay in the battle. Stay engaged. It is a war. Make no mistake about it. But you can have victory in Jesus and you can influence and lead others to Christ. I'm going to ask everybody to stand. I'm going to ask you to bow your heads. Don't give up on the war, guys. We're not just here for ourselves. We're here to bless others too. We're here to lead others to Jesus. And I'm not going to embarrass anybody today, this morning. If you would just acknowledge and say, yes, I'm in a battle. Pray for me. I have a battle in my mind. I have a war. Would you just slip your hand up? I'm going to pray for you. Pray for me. Yeah, I, I, I battle negative thoughts in my brain. Sometimes Satan gets in my number. Sometimes I just get in a bad place, and I don't want to be there. I don't want to do those things. I want to live victoriously. Well, guess what? Paul felt the same thing, guys, but then at the end of that passage when he's saying that, and he's struggling, he's talking about you know, falling into things he doesn't want to do, but he says, we have victory in Jesus. He's our strength. He's our power. We can't do it on our own, but we can do it with Jesus. So you're not fighting alone. So today you hold on to Jesus' hand and you say, God, I'm going to persevere through it. Not giving up, not quitting, because others are counting on me. And you're counting on me. And today, whether you're in this building or you're joining us on Facebook Live, it all starts with Jesus. If you've never asked Jesus into your heart, then you're not going to have this power to fight the battle. You've got to believe that Jesus died for you, that he was buried and rose again. You've got to admit that you have sin in your life. And then you have to confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. And today, if that's you and you say, you know what, I want Jesus in my life. I want to know that I have a home in heaven. I want my sins to be forgiven. I just want you to pray this prayer with me when I pray it in just a moment. You just pray it with me. And for believers across the room that raise your hand and you've got a battle to fight, I'm praying for you too. And I want to pray for you right now. And then if you want to ask Jesus into your heart, I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And you pray that prayer with me. God, we love you. Today we turn to you, our Father, our Savior, our Creator, our Guide, our Counselor, our Comforter. There's no one like you, Lord. So we want to praise you. Help us, Lord, as we face battles every day in our mind. Help us to, to focus on the positive, to use our lips to worship and praise you, Lord. And then help us just to keep in the battle, to keep on persevering, to get up and to not stop. And we thank you, Lord, that we're not doing it alone because your Holy Spirit empowers us. And we just got to plug into you every day. So bless my friends. Because we're all in the battle together. But Lord, you're leading the charge. So we know we already have the victory. So we praise you for that. And today, Lord, maybe there's somebody here and they've never asked Jesus to be their Savior. They don't know if they'd make heaven. But they want to ask Jesus to be their Savior. Right now, Lord, I ask that they pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I admit to you that I've sinned. And I believe you died on a cross for me. And I believe you were buried in a tomb. And I believe you rose again on the third day. And today, Lord, I commit my life to you. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Jesus, 
for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'm going to ask you to have just a quick seat. But listen, if you prayed that prayer, today you asked Jesus into your heart. When this service is over, find one of the pastors and let us know. We're going to celebrate with you. We want to rejoice with you. We want to encourage you. Online, if you did that, let us know. Man, give us a call. Please tell us. Christians in the house, man, if you've got a battle, don't just, don't just keep it in here. Let us know. We'll pray for you. We'll encourage you. Okay? Man, you guys, are, you guys are amazing. Love you guys. Love you guys so much. Got a few announcements and then we're done. Okay? You ready for me to be quiet? I know you are. All right. So uh, as you make your way out, don't forget our offering boxes are now out in the foyer. The little black boxes, you can put your tithing offering in those. If you're giving to Adopt a Family, wow. Brother Johnny's going to come and share a bit about that in a moment. But if you're giving to Adopt a Family, make sure you mark that either on your tithe envelope or in your check. Memo AAF, adopt a family so that those funds go to the right place. Hey guys, normally this week we have a Tuesday night communion service, but we are dismissing that in light of all the COVID going on uh, and not you know, handling so many things. We're going we're gonna to dismiss that service, so there'll be no midweek service. But instead, you get to focus and intentionally be thankful, and you praise God, and you rejoice, okay? And you give Him thanks for all the things uh, that, that he does for us. He is steady and constant and faithful. Okay? Pray for the Tabor family. Brother Merrill Tabor, longtime member of Kavanaugh, awesome man, like 98 years old, World War II vet. I mean, this dude, he, he has lived a life, a life of faith. And uh, he went home to be with the Lord, so we're going to celebrate his home going with the Lord, and that will be tomorrow at 10 o'clock at the National Cemetery. So you pray for that family, okay? Keep praying for... So many in our church having health problems, uh, specifically Paul Hamilton, Charlie Wagner, Ralph Brazel, Ron Rogers, and many, many more. Um, pray for them, okay? And let me, let me say this. I'm almost done, but guys, I don't know if you know it, but we have a weekly email that goes out, and it's got our prayer requests on them. Please sign up for that. Email Fran at KavanaughChurch.com. She can put you on that list. And that way, every week, man, it's, the, it's God's people praying together. That's important, so please do that. It's a simple thing. You'll get that email once a week, and man, you can stop and pray, okay? Please do that. At this time, put your hands together for the one and only Brother Johnny. He's going to come and talk to us about Adopt a Family. <clears throat> Thank you, Brother Jason. Good to see everybody. I hope you're excited. It's almost time for Adopt a Family. Who's ready? Well, I'm ready. I'm getting ready. And look at this on the board. This will blow you away. This is so good. Look, they're almost there. Isn't that something? We are so close. We are. And uh, God is blessed. And uh, just continue to give and, and you know, whatever God lives. If you haven't gave, uh, given yet, we, we're not quite there, but we're getting close. Uh, one big push today and next week, and we'll be there. Um, we got something new. You know, there's an old saying, and I think, uh, I think Nathan came up with this. He said, didn't you come up with this, Nathan? You said, uh, when the going gets tough... The tough get going, didn't you? I think you told me that. Well, that's what we're doing, right? We're getting going because we're tough. And, well, you know, even though the devil kept whispering in my ear, cancel, adopt the family, cancel, adopt the family, I didn't listen to him because all of you were so encouraging. And God gave us another way, and we're going to do it. And uh, if, you, if you've never heard about what we're going to do, we're going to deliver all uh, 100, just a little over 100 families this year. And it's 303 children. 
Isn't that something? That's who we're helping, and we're going to do things a little different. We're going to be shopping. If you're available, you can talk to me. Shopping during the day on Tuesday and Wednesday, and then the t- Thursday evening. But the big thing is, Brother Will come up with a great idea this year. And then instead of having uh, midweek service next week, not this coming week, the week after that, the regular Wednesday, it's going to be Adopt-A-Family Work Night. And mostly we're going to be wrapping presents. Now, don't stay home because of that, because we need people. And we're hoping to get a big jump on Saturday. If you've ever came and wrapped on Saturday, you know, we wrap from in the early morning sometimes to dark. And uh, so we're going, to, we're going to knock some of that out. And so if you can come Wednesday night, we'll be here by, uh, we're going to start at 5. You can come at 6 or 7 or whatever. Come and help us wrap, and we'll be very appreciative of that. If, if you can't come and you're home, there will be a, a, a midweek service online that you can watch. So don't. Don't forget that. You can still go to church. You can listen online if you don't get to come to this. We use all the help we can get. Uh, remember that uh, we still need lots of people to come on the, the 6th on Sunday afternoon from 3 to 5. We're delivering all those families, and we're hoping to have at least 50 or 60 to take uh, two, uh, two families apiece, load them up, and we'll give you directions to show you where to go. And you can take the presents and the presents for the parents that, that they get usually get to pick in the Santa room, and then the pizza dinner that we're supplying. So they can not only get all the presents, they can have a big pizza party. Does that sound cool? I thought, I thought it sounded good. I think it'll be exciting. Listen, we're, we're, we are trying our best to make a difference in their life. Um, we asked the schools, they've been real helpful this year, um, to pick the ones that really are in need. And by what I'm seeing, I think they've done that. And I'm so excited to announce we're, not, we're, only, we're actually helping our, our, our brand new school in Puerto Rico, uh, Brother Jose's Christian School. And there's, I think, 21 children or something like that, Matt. And there are 16 families. We're going to help them. And you're thinking, well, how are you going to get them over there, Brother Johnny? Me and Matt are going to take them. Isn't that cool? Yeah. We're going to take them over there and pass them out. We're even going to let a, a Diana's even going to go, right? We're going to let Diana go. Yep. And so we're going to go over there with some others, and we're going to have a great time. And uh, we're going to get to play the ukuleles and do fun stuff like that. So just be praying for that. I uh, can't wait to go. Now, those, ch- those children over there don't have anything. So, I mean, it's like giving them stuff. They've never got stuff before. Because they're absolutely, they're so poor, uh, all, 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 every child in that school goes free because they don't have any money. So this school's been uh, put together so they could teach kids about Jesus and, uh, and not charge. So I'm so excited about that. I can't wait to be a part of it. But be praying because this is a big deal. It's a big thing. You know, we're going, we're, we're, you know, we're like, uh, we're going in uh, areas we've never been before. But we can do it because we got faith. And God's, he's guiding us all the way. So be praying for that. And uh, I appreciate all of you, how good you've given. And I just hope to see you uh, next Wednesday and then that Saturday for wrapping and then Sunday when we shop. Thanks a bunch. All right. Give Brother Johnny a big hand. I appreciate his heart. Guys, thanks again for being here. You, you're amazing. Uh, we do love you. We pray for you. If you need anything, don't hesitate to ask, Okay. Come back next Sunday. We'll have services right here. Same time, same place, okay? And have a great Thanksgiving. You are dismissed.